year, Tucson Electric Power recognizes local businesses, organizations, and individuals that partner with them to preserve the environment and promote sustainability. They are forward-thinking partners who are creative and effective in their approaches to promoting greater sustainability in the Tucson community. We are spotlighting the 2020 Go Green Award winners, which we love to do for this podcast series. And today we welcome Joe Winfield. He is the mayor of Oro Valley, Arizona. He is the first guest from the Go Green Awards. And I want to share a little bit about you as mayor, Joe. I like this. Um, I read your bio. Thank you. And you did have a long time career with the National Park Service. I did. Which sounded wonderful to me. I mean, living a lot of places, including Denver, and you are clearly community service oriented. And then I wanted to mention that you're also an Eagle Scout because I know what that takes. (laughs) It's not easy. It's not for the lighthearted or the whatever I want to say. It's hard to get that. You have to be tenacious and focused. And I think that's a good thing to bring up. So it's great to have you here. And I had a lot of support as a young person, so that's uh, key. You know, it's in, in doing these podcasts, you just find out about what kinds of things help form people and are part of their success and leave footprints. And I am active in the Girl Scouts, and I go to their awards banquet, and I have done other things to, pre- to present things to the girls on sustainability. And when you go through the list at their awards breakfast, they go through the list of every famous woman that you can think of, and she was a Girl Scout. <laughs> and so I think it's that's why I brought it up. I think it's yeah. great, and I think that's it's wonderful. wonderful to encourage that in young men and women. So, having just bought a lion's share of Girl Scout cookies, I might add. (laughs) um, Can't go wrong. Let's talk about the award. It was the Community Partner Award for, um, as I said, the Naranja Park and Solar Power. So, tell us about the project that you partnered with TEP to accomplish. Yeah, Naranja Park is uh, a wonderful uh, asset uh, in the town of Oro Valley. It's approximately 200 acres uh, it's in the process of uh, of being developed. One of the things that it's void of, though, is shade. And so when Tucson Electric Power approached the town of Oro Valley about uh, the possibility of having uh, solar-powered shade structures uh, in the park, uh, we uh, embraced that uh, immediately. And it's been a wonderful partnership because it's it's truly a win-win type of uh, project. It, it helps TEP towards their goal to provide uh, power uh, to their customers from wind and solar resources and thus reducing carbon emissions. It provides a much needed shade to our community for those who come to the park for uh, using the soccer fields and other activities. And I can say from my own heart and and experience, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's really, really beautiful. And I can also say that until a lot of the trees fill out, I wouldn't go there in the summer because you need shade. So now that allows the possibility. A lot of people that listen to our show from around the country may not understand that when it's 115, that even if you're under a tree, you might need a little more shade than that. So it really mm-hmm. expands the opportunity for people to utilize the park. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I want to know, I want to get a sense of, did you put them in different places throughout the park? Well, we have uh, 
at the time that this project uh, uh, was under development, we had one large paved parking area. So the 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 park is is being developed uh, in stages. Uh, we've just added another parking area. So my hope uh, is that we can ad- add additional solar shade structures, either through a partnership with TEP or uh, the town would take on that project ourselves. About a decade ago, we had uh, we constructed a solar power uh, shade structure uh, in the parking areas uh, at our town hall. So it, this is something that we hope to uh, add to Naranja Park and to other uh, town-owned assets. So that's going to be like the second part of the question. But I think it's it's <laughs> interesting about solar parking. They've done a lot of it at the U of A as well and other places. And it's just, it adds a whole different element to wanting to go out in the summer. And we have a lot of summer here in case anybody hasn't noticed, and I'm expecting more. We have a lot of months where it's really, really hot. So that's wonderful. And I'm glad you said what you did about TEP because I'm one of their partners and I get to showcase the amazing work they do. They're really good partners. I'm working on an electric vehicle charging station partnership right now with them, with prob- you know public-private partnership with businesses, et cetera. Yeah. And their, their flexibility, their excitement, their for a big utility company, it kind of blows me away how flexible and easy they are to work with and make modifications. You know, it's what defines a good partner. So in the big picture, there's two more questions that I have. I always have, I probably have 10, but we're going to do two. Um, What is next? And not just solar, but what is your vision as mayor and with the mayor and council for any future initiatives? Because we live in a world where good news and vision and planning excites people these days. It's, It's been challenging times living in a COVID world. So... Do you have anything near and dear to your heart that you'd like to share or discuss with Mrs. Green? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we, we actually have a number of initiatives uh, that uh, I, that would that lend themselves to uh, sustainability. Uh, three in particular, and I'll, I'll focus on those because they're the ones that I'm uh, particularly excited about, is that we have a number of... Uh, commercial areas, retail areas that have have not um, been as successful for a variety of reasons. Uh, you probably, uh, your uh, viewers may be familiar with the Amazon effect. And so that certainly has affected uh, the town of Oro Valley. Oh my gosh. As in Amazon is in this neighborhood 24-7 delivering packages. Okay, not the Amazon um, in Ecuador. It's the Amazon no, in your neighborhood. Right, right. So yes, it's, it's, it's exactly. been devastating. It really has. We've passed a number of zoning and code provisions to facilitate mixed-use development in existing commercial zones. And what this will allow is creating an environment of uh, that live, work, and play. And what that translates into is that uh, people can walk to work from their home or they can uh, walk to uh, an amenity, a recreational amenity. Uh, We're looking at one particular uh, regional commercial area that would have an entertainment district as an example. So so the byproduct of creating these or creating more flexibility for mixed-use development, which was uh, originally just a commercial area, commercial district, will be to reduce dependence on the automobile, increase pedestrian access, 
and I'm really excited about that. Well, I just want I just want to press pause here because yeah. that's big and that's very exciting and Mrs. Green has a big grin on her face and what you did just now for me is paint a much brighter future for businesses in our community and I think you're spot on. I mean, it's so sad to drive by big huge malls and yet people are busy working to figure out how they can make mixed use out of them. But I'm with you. If there's a place where people can listen to music, if there's a place where they can dine outside, if there's a place where they can gather and go shopping, that's to me a picture of the future. And Oral Valley, I'm just going to say this at the risk of upsetting some of my friends in Tucson, city of Tucson, you're much more nimble in making those things happen. And you're known for that. You change things and you change some of the um, zoning and you make good things happen. So I just had to interrupt you rudely, I hope not rudely, and say kudos because I think that is the future and will help build um, sustainable economic development. So go ahead, number two. Yeah, another initiative that I'm uh, excited about is that we have a a network of multi-use paths. So these are paved paths that are generally approximately uh, 12 feet uh, in width. They parallel our roadways, but they're separate from the roadway. And we're in the process now of looking to expand that system. It's incredibly popular with our residents. And and by expanding that, we will uh, connect parks, schools, the retail centers that I was uh, talking about. And again, what this does is it allows greater pedestrian access to the places that people want to go. So you can virtually ride your bike or walk if you wanted to from Honeybee Canyon, which is to the north of our community, to Tohono Chul, which is to the south. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's a big distance. Yes. Yeah, and do that completely off of, uh, on these uh, multi-use paths. So again, that translates into lower emissions, reduced use of fossil fuels, uh, creating a more pedestrian-friendly, walkable community. Uh, and so I'm excited about that and its implications for the environment. Again, kudos, like major kudos. And I love when people mention things like Tohono Chul Park. To me, another Tucson treasure, treasure, a great place to eat, a great place to take your kids or your grandkids or out-of-town visitors. It's one of our favorite spots. Okay, that's number two. And boy, this is really significant. And I'm really glad that you're sharing what you're doing with us. Number three. Uh, Water conservation, of course, is important in the Southwest. And uh, our water department has done a remarkable job at uh, preserving uh, our groundwater. In fact, we use less groundwater today than we did uh, 10 years ago. And one of the things that we've employed is a water smart platform. platform. And what this allows is for users, water users like myself, to basically monitor my water use. And if I see a spike in that use and I can't tie it to something that I've done, it could indicate that I've got a leak in my yard and I can be more strategic about taking care of that. And so this technology really empowers water utility customers to be more involved, more engaged with managing uh, water resources. They can get specific information about their uh, household in terms of their historic water use, their yard size, and uh, it can help you make informed decisions about, uh, about using water and managing water better. Well, I'm not going to be able to give this award because 
Funny, I'm going to call people at TEP and say next year, Oral Valley should get the Green Trifecta Award. Let's think of a new one. And you know, I'm barely kidding. I never know what the guest is going to share on these uh, podcasts, which is part of the joy that I get. And really listening and really knowing what I know about some of our you know, the the clear and present danger of climate change, CO2 emissions, our water issues. And I swear, Joe, you can ask. I will call them and say, okay, the green trifecta, we got to come up with that because those are three. It's, and it's not funny. They're major initiatives that will have significant impact on your community, in turn our community, and in turn the planet. So I am really and truly high-fiving you. And I say that very sincerely. Yeah. Well, thank you. You can listen to all the other Go Green Awards and see if I say the same thing because <laughs> I promise you I won't. But you have an ability to make a really big impact. And um, it was really a pleasure to have you. Well, it was wonderful to be a part of the program. Thanks. Well, I think you're going to be back, Joe. I think this is not, this might be our first rodeo, but it's definitely not going to be our last. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for your vision and your commitment and for leading in such a really powerful and important way. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. Thank you so much.